Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have within you the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today is Atlantis. Part 2, and before we get started, I'd like to mention to you that uh, we have a special offer that I think you'll be highly interested in later, but maybe we better take a look at it a little later and get started with our show. We always like to give credit to the founder of the Lucis Trust organization, Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of literature and the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear from the, on this show comes from the works of Alice Bailey as does the following thought. The sense of God, of immortality, of subtle inner relationships, and of worship, and the undue sensitivity of modern man is our outstanding heritage from Atlantis. Last time you made some comments that seemed to link Atlantis with the world war of this past century. Could you say more about that? Yes, there's a, a fascinating discussion um, throughout the books of Alice Bailey on the um, oh the significance of Atlantis. As we said last week, it's um, a myth that has persisted in human um, traditions for ages, and even Plato uh, mentioned Atlantis. Supposedly, the United States is the old um, site of ancient Atlantis which is interesting. It was located somewhere in the Atlantic, and uh, it's a continent that disappeared in a great flood. Whether or not one believes that that is historically accurate, Atlantis does, uh, according to Alice Bailey, describe a state of consciousness that um, remains even today, and that explains the significance or the relationship of the world war of the past century to the war on ancient Atlantis. Atlantis was a civilization of people who were almost completely um, polarized, you could say, in their um, astral or emotional body. They felt, they sensed, they 
suffered, they struggled, they desired. Desire for material things especially dominated them. They had almost no mentality at all. And uh, eventually their desire for the material, which was extremely advanced in that society, amazingly so, they lived according to the myths on a level of luxury that we could only aspire to today. Donald Trump would dream in his wildest dreams of uh, the luxuries that they apparently had on Atlantis. But they became so so um, fixated on the material luxuries of life that uh, they lost their way, spiritually speaking. And finally, uh, the, the society came to an end in a great war between the forces of light, uh, forces of goodwill and spirituality, uh, against the forces of darkness, which were those forces that uh, corrupted the emotional nature of the people and uh, led them into a, a, a vortex of desire for material things. And that battle in that state of consciousness continues today, as we can all probably see. People continue to be uh, largely emotional in their consciousness, many people, not all. And that emotionalism and materialism are what have brought us to the present crisis. Yeah, I think that's an important point to bring out that um, the uh, how much we have inherited from Atlantis and from the Atlantean experience, because uh, even though this continent has totally been wiped out and there's apparently no physical presence or no archaeological evidence of it <clears throat> existing anywhere, which tends to confuse archaeologists, I suppose. But um, uh, it's in the memory banks, kind of, in a way, of mm -hmm. humanity. And the memory of what happened in the state of life and the, the state of consciousness uh, as it was at that time is still with us. And we bring these memories with us into uh, every life that we come into and that's why um, even though the material part of Atlantis has disappeared the emotional nature and the, the all the bad tendencies and the bad practices that were developed at that time are still with us and we bring them through the soul brings them through into this life and uh, they are there present in our consciousness and affecting the way we think and do things, and uh, particularly at that emotional level. And that's why we have to recapitulate these old tendencies over and over again until we can get it right, until we worked our way out of um, these problems that developed way back millions of years ago. I wonder if there is also some connection in the fact that, as I mentioned, the United States is the... Uh, site of the old uh, Atlantean civilization and um, many spiritual writings say that a lot of reincarnated Atlanteans live in America and the fact that the American civilization has reached um, a crisis point in um, recent decades its material power, its economic and political power in the world are unparalleled and so maybe there are Maybe there's a resolution that's coming up for our attention because of the parallels between the 
the civilizations due to the geographical location and the reincarnation of a lot of souls, plus the fact that America today is dealing with a, a material abundance that is in many ways wonderful, but not equally distributed, and also not shared as it should be with the rest of the world, in my point of view. Yes, and speaking of the material abundance, it's it's said that one of the uh, one of the major sins that was developed in the Atlantean civilization was that of theft, and that's because the desire nature became so strong, uh, the desire for things became so strong with the people that uh, they began to steal what they wanted, and uh, so this has developed and. I suppose that's why theft is so prevalent in the world. We we still desire these things, and we we tend to steal them if we don't have them. So, well, there are there are cycles to all of these things, and I I often wonder at what point on the evolutionary scale we should place ourselves, because we did live through the depression of the 1930s when many people learned through force to do without material things and they they suffered many of them but they also probably developed a sense of these simple values in life followed by the war World War II which um, was um, a cause of enormous deprivation for millions of people all over the world um, I remember reading that Russia suffered so much that a lot of people during the winter of what, 1942 were eating roots. It's just unbelievable. They um, they did with virtually nothing and survived. So we've had these challenges in the last um, 50 or 60 years, and many human beings have um, been amazingly uh, brave in coping with them. But now here we are again in a cycle of uh, economic... Uh, largest that I find disturbing. The the distribution is of of the world's resources is so unbalanced. And that's probably uh, a, a thing that we have to work out, particularly here in the United States. Yes. A, a, you know how to really distribute that more, that um, the needs of the world more more equitably and evenly, <clears throat> and. Um, because being such a material society, uh, we have um, taken more of our share than uh, what we deserve, perhaps. Another interesting point about uh, the contrast between the war in ancient Atlantis and the world war of the past century is that apparently in the time of Atlantis, because humanity was so mentally undeveloped, and because the spiritual hierarchy, the the great spiritually realized beings, lived on earth at that time and were actively involved in human affairs, they decided to intervene on behalf of humanity. And they brought an end to that civilization through the uh, great flood that is um, uh, a myth that persists throughout many different world traditions and religions, the Great Flood uh, that brought an end to that civilization was brought on by the hierarchy's decision. But now, because 
humanity is so much more mentally developed and has so much more uh, free will, it is left up to us to decide whether we are going to give in to the pull of the forces of materialism, which are the forces of darkness, or choose to follow the forces of light, which are the forces of um, spiritual evolution and of goodwill and, and unity as opposed to selfishness. The choice is up to us. And hierarchy apparently is staying out of it. It's, um, it's a decision and a crisis that humanity has to deal with. And the decision by hierarchy to uh, retreat to the background is a, was a deliberate one after the great cataclysmic uh, flood uh, that uh, inundated uh, the Atlantean civilization. Uh, that was brought on deliberately, as you said, because the uh, forces of evil at that time had really kind of gotten the upper hand, and uh, this flooding uh, of the civilization seemed to be the only way that uh, that could be uh, dealt with at the time. And so, um, as you said, the, the presence of mind was lacking in these people, and uh, so the hierarchy withdrew and left humanity kind of at, on its own to develop this, uh, this next phase. In a way, it implies great trust in the um, capacity of human beings to choose and to choose rightly. But it also um, suggests the burden of free will. Things aren't done for us. We have to figure out for ourselves where we stand. Uh, I remember from the Bible, Christ said, I come uh, not to bring peace, but a sword. And I've often wondered if... Um, that statement refers to the need to choose, to decide what we will align ourselves with. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight, our topic for today, Atlantis, Part 2. And um, with the Alice Bailey literature, there are 24 volumes, and it seems that uh, topics or, um, or information about Atlantis uh, runs and is interwoven into all 20, into many of the 24 volumes. So what Sarah and Dale have done for you is a very nice thing. They've um, put together a paper for you, more or less extracting information from various Alice Bailey uh, literature and uh, the papers on Atlantis. And you're certainly uh, welcome to give us a call and order that paper. We'll send it out to you, of course, free of charge. Uh, just give us a call at one eight six six. 695-8247. Once again, 1-866-695-8247. Just ask for the paper on Atlantis, and uh, we'll be happy to send it out to you free of charge. The easy way to remember the number, 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S. Our website, by the way, uh, is www.lucistrust.org. And uh, one of the most intriguing things about the website is that you can key into our archived uh, library of past radio shows. They're all archived there for you, and I think you'll find in numerous. Um, you'll find a lot of the Alice Bailey uh, themes there, and you'll be able to take a look at them. Um, and also what's important, too, if you like these shows, of, uh, and many of you have expressed interest in... Uh, uh, the show and our site, and if you'd like to uh, keep listening to them, the way we stay on the air is through your donations. Um, 
So if we, we'd certainly appreciate it if you could continue your, your support, and we thank you for the support you've given us in the past. And what you have to do is, if you uh, want to send a donation to keep us on the air, send it to um, Lucis Trust, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's Lucis, Public, Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And our most popular book out of the 24 volumes is Ponder on This. And um, that's the one that's a compilation, kind of a cross-section of all of Ellis Bailey literature. And, of course, it's abridged, but it'll give you an idea of the priority of topics uh, according to your interest level, what you find interest in. And to order Ponder on This, we'll give you a discount. All you have to do, all you have to do is mention that you heard the um, book mentioned on Intersight, and we'll give you a discount on Ponder on This. Uh, call us at 1-866-695-8247 or 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. I'd like to return to the show now. And do we have more we can say about um, uh, about uh, Ed Lifus? Well, let me just, uh, first of all, mention when um, people want to order the book, they shouldn't use our 800 number. They should write to LUCIS Publishing Company. Oh, okay. Uh, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And it's $16. Uh, the discount is uh, free shipping and handling. Ponder on this is um, interesting because it's a, co- a compilation of extracts from all of the books of Alice Bailey. It's, um, I think, our bestseller in all languages that the books have been translated into. And um, perhaps it's because it covers uh, the gamut of topics and also it's uh, composed of short extracts and one doesn't need to read a whole book to get the point. One can just uh, read a, a passage uh, in the morning when you are having your quiet time or at night before you sleep. Anyway, that's my little plug for Pondo. Well, I want to get back to Atlantis because okay. I'm very intrigued about Atlantis, <laughs> so I'm going to bring you back to that now. Right. So what more can we say about Atlantis? Well, we were talking about the war and the need for people to choose If there is, again, a war going on, and I think there is, between the forces of materialism and the forces of spirituality and light, it's um, a war that isn't really so clear-cut as in the past. In other words, I think that all of us are a mixture of motivations, and every nation has uh, a mixture of people within its populations. There's no... um, There's no perfection found in any group of people or in any nation. It's uh, a matter of um, the gradation of uh, values. Some of us give in to desire more easily than others. And um, we have to decide where we stand and where we want to align our, our forces. It's a decision that I think every human being has to make. And that's uh, right. It's a decision that only uh, the people with, uh, with developed mental capacity can, I think, can uh, make that kind of decision. Uh, and that, that's the one thing that seemed to be lacking during the uh, Atlantean stage. And that's why uh, the war happened in the first place, perhaps. It just wasn't that discriminating power, uh, discriminating ability of the people. And uh, I, I like to put this whole thing in context and see the whole process because it's been a long, long, long process of developing the physical capacity, the 
emotional nature, and now we're in the process of developing the mental nature. And uh, I, there's also a relationship here to the, you know, the prayer that we say it, uh, that Sarah says at the end of each program, the great invocation, because in that there is a line that says, "Restore the plan on earth," and that plan kind of got off track during the Atlantean experience because the forces of evil kind of got the upper hand there and um, the forces of light had to retreat. And so now this plan is now getting back on track and it depends on human beings like you out there and all of us here to um, bring in and open the way for the forces of light to come back into the earth and bring control back to the forces of light. And that's why the importance of the great invocation, uh, because it is a mantra of power and light, and it invokes the very energies that we need today to bring into the world. Some people find uh, the great invocation too impersonal to really meet their spiritual needs. It doesn't address their personal aspiration and longing, they feel. But when you listen to the words, you realize that it does in the sense that it addresses the spiritual need of humanity, simply and totally, all-inclusively humanity, its need for light and love and power. And um, within that context, we are all included. But what's so beautiful about it is that it is an invocation for the spiritual upliftment of all humanity. And um, it's a way of contributing to what needs to be achieved in the resolution of this crisis that we're talking about, this war, a war of values, we could say, that is underway. It depends on the decision of every one of us to seek a better way of life for the whole, to work for the common good and for right human relations, those have ramifications that play out in our daily lives, in our jobs, in the way we do our work, in the way we relate to our neighbors, the way we drive our car. Uh, I often wonder if driving in traffic isn't the ultimate test of how one feels about one's fellow man. There are many tests that we all meet every day and we probably fail a lot of them, but we can keep trying to commit ourselves to the greater good and not just pure self-interest. And I think it's worth uh, mentioning again, we've, we've mentioned it before a couple of times probably, about the, the force of materialism itself. There is a, a tremendous force. Now this hasn't to do with material things per se, but the allure or the attraction that material things have for us. Um, and uh, this is the power that we have to overcome. And uh, in order to eventually break away and let go of the desire for material things so that the soul, the human soul, can find its way into the world and bring the qualities of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of souls, really, into the world. That's that's the great challenge, and that's um, the major uh, impetus behind the restoration of the plan of God on earth. 
people shouldn't um, misunderstand that um, we don't appreciate the material gains, especially of the last couple of hundred years. They have made a better way of life and a healthier way of life for countless numbers of people, and that is humanity's achievement using its mind and its creativity. Life on Earth on the outer planes in the world of form is infinitely better and safer and healthier than it was for people even a few centuries ago. But the problem that Dale is talking about is the illusion human beings have that the world of form and of material uh, structures is all there is. And this is what we were talking about in our programs on From the Unreal to the Real. This this mistaking the outer world of form and material items as the real thing, when in fact the reality is on the inner planes of life. And this was the message of the Buddha, which I think um, helps us to understand the problem that befell humanity in the Atlantean era. They succumbed to the belief that the material world and the greedy desire for material abundance was going to meet their needs, their spiritual needs, and they suffered terribly as a result of that, and their civilization apparently was brought to an end. Now we have more resources to not make that same mistake. I have a lot of hope in the fact that the United Nations exists because this is one example where humanity has attempted to work collectively and for the good of the whole. It's the only institution I'm aware of that is truly international in scope. And it's a guarantee that humanity can choose rightly. It isn't a perfect institution, but it's composed of human beings, so how could it possibly function perfectly? But it's all we've got. And the very fact that uh, humanity did come through and found the United Nations organization back in 1945, uh, or even before then, uh, with Franklin Roosevelt and uh, and, and the, the, the servers who were instrumental in founding the, the uh, United Nations at that time, the very fact that we were able to do that was an indication through the forces of hierarchy, that humanity was has indeed sort of turned the corner and was now willing to work together and, and display a, a um, cohesiveness that just wasn't there before and overcome a lot of the separative uh, instincts that uh, seem to govern in hum, human thinking. It's interesting that uh, in the United States there is such powerful resistance on some fronts to the existence of the United Nations. And there is still this powerful pull to go our own way, to say we don't care about what the rest of the world thinks, we don't need them, we can take care of ourselves and they can take care of themselves. That rather benign, harmless-sounding attitude is in my mind playing right into the hands of the forces of darkness and division because it's the impulse to separate ourselves from the rest of humanity and to say we don't need you and we don't care about you because we have enough stuff to make ourselves happy. We have to really watch that impulse and it's right here in old Atlantis still at work. And and separativeness is said to be the major sin against God and against the actions of God. 
And we can all watch for its working out in our own lives and consciousness. And once again, we have a gift for you today. It's uh, a paper on Atlantis. Sarah and Dale were nice enough to put it together for you. It's information about Atlantis taken from the books of uh, Alice Bailey and all put together in one paper. It's called Atlantis. And if you would like the paper, it's, of course, free of charge. Uh, give us a call and order the paper at one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. That's one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. The easy way to remember it one eight six six N Y Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Lucis is L U C I S. And also you can take advantage of the discount on the book. Ponder on this uh, sixteen dollars if you. Uh, mention that you heard it on in recite and send the $16 in form of check or money order to Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And once again, that's with free shipping if you mention you heard it on in recite. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds, let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts, may the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Hey folks, Dirk Bentley here. If you've seen one of my concerts, you know I'm all about energy. Performing, recording, traveling, being a husband and a father, it's a busy life, and I need to be 100% every day. So when my battery starts running low, I grab a sugar-free, vitamin-packed, five-hour energy shot. It tastes great, and it gets me back to 100% fast. Try it. It could work for your busy life, too. For more information, visit 5hourenergy.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.